how cute Sniffles is sleeping underneath the bookshelf like a small cat potato. It doesn't all look like a comfortable place. It's so cute and squishy. I wish she wasn't emotionally, physically, and mentally abusive to me <laughs> for being a nine pound cat. Anyways, hi, my name's Liv. This is M. M. Say hi. Hold on, I think I have a fun fact. <laughs> I don't have a fun fact. Oh, I do have a fun fact. So fun fact. Fun fact. Yeah. So today marks my almost twenty-seven weeks of being pregnant. And I have learned that the way in which babies in utero taste the food that their moms eat is by the fact that their amniotic fluid, which is like the, the, the liquid that they float in like a test tube alien, becomes flavored like whatever it is that you are eating. However, my baby, whom I refer to as Peapod lovingly, has been making me crave spicy things. And once I figured out that the amniotic fluid, which is what he's floating in, tastes like spicy, it's the only thing I can think about because I'm like, he's in hot sauce right now. And that cannot be good. Well, for snakes, (laughs) if you turn the egg over after a day after it was laid, they could drown in their amniotic fluid. Okay, so you're telling me that something that evolved specifically to not have legs anymore, which is literally the biggest, like, big dick energy move it could make, mm-hmm. also can drown in its own fluids. But it, the way that it deals with that is it has a sticky coating, so it sticks itself to the other eggs so it doesn't flip and flop around. I've always wondered why, like, okay, you know when you used to watch the crocodile hunter in the 90s? <sighs> yeah. And they would, have, like, have the crocodile eggs? I always wondered why they looked like a big old, like, sack of matzo balls. Yeah, they stick together. Or at least certain snake species, they stick together. I don't know about crocodiles. <laughs> We're learning so much. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I'm Liv. This is Em. Em has already told you a fun fact that's disturbing. And I've told you an equally disturbing fun fact. And we are your meta sidekicks. Your sidekicks to all things metaphysical. And today we're going to be talking about past lives because we've been having an existential crisis with past lives. And it's a fun time. So Em is going to tell you about all of the things that she's been experiencing as a psychic medium, because if you're new to this, we are psychic mediums. If that's not something that you like, that's okay, because we're still funny. Maybe you'll like our content anyways. Stick around. It's your turn. Well, I can I'm glad only, that you're going to tell me it's my turn. <laughs> I can only breathe out of one nostril today, too. So I apologize for any labored breathing, because my lungs are now where my, like, I don't know, upper chest is, and I'm full of mucus. It's a good time. Well... We should also do a podcast on Ascendant Masters because the reason why I'm having existential crises about past lives is because my Ascendant Master, which is one of my spirit guides, came forward and was like, do you know who I look like? Why do I look so familiar? And then I started having flashbacks about my life with my spirit guide. Can you tell me, because honestly, I don't know what an Ascendant Master is, and I've had people in readings ask me who their Ascendant Master is. And the only thing I can think of is like Obi-Wan Kenobi, honestly. I'm like, well, Yoda is my ascended master. However, um, you know. Wait, in- wait, wait. You don't know who Obi-Wan Kenobi is? No, I know of him, but I don't know who he is. He's like the Jedi from the Jedi from Star Wars. He's I've the one never that watched Star Wars. He teaches Luke Skywalker everything. kind of like, I know Darth Vader, but also I've never watched him in anything. Okay, Crash Course and spoiler alert. <laughs> Luke Skywalker becomes Darth Vader. They are the same person, but one dude fell into lava and became evil. He's like Sasuke. Got it? 
And I wish Sasuke did that. <laughs> Got bit by a radioactive spider. <laughs> and then and then uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi is kind of like uh, Master Jiraiya. Sans the sexy novels. <laughs> Got it? Okay, cool. <laughs> Continue. What is an ascended master? So the best way I can describe it with real world examples is if you watch Avatar The Last Airbender, Aang's ascendant master is Avatar Roku. So it's Avatar Roku was just one of his past lives. Yeah. Past life. So an ascended master is a past life. Not necessarily. I'm so confused. I know if you let me, you explain. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) So an ascendant master is similar to Avatar Roku. And the reasoning is that your ascendant master is usually someone that you have karmatic relationships with. So usually you, know them from a past life and when they come forward they absolutely fuck up your entire existence as a human being because you have karmatic relationships with them they are there to literally ascend or balance you so would zuko be ang's ascended master because technically he had a past life as the last fire lord or something i don't know i'm just trying to understand (laughs) ascended masters so you can have a past life with them but you don't necessarily have to have a past life with them. You could also have like a current life with them. No, you asked me if your ascendant master is one of your past lives. And the answer is not all the time. And then the answer is, I don't know, but mine is not. <laughs> oh, okay. I just had a past life with him. Got it. Yeah. Sorry. You're going to have to deal with the pregnancy <laughs> brain. My brain is literally smaller and I'm unmedicated ADHD. It's really bad. I'm trying. I'm trying my hardest. <laughs> So this spirit guide, I literally got a flashlight and I was like, I should make sure this works because it's different than the normal flashlights we get. And um, normally they don't work in my house. <laughs> mm-hmm. So one of my spirit guides came forward and was like, and made the flashlight go on when I was asking questions. And I was like, my spirit guides don't do that. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> and he was like, well, I'm one of the spirit guides you don't realize that you have yet. So... That's when I started seeing him, and he looks like the dude from, okay, he showed me when I asked him his name, he showed me the dude from Hogwarts Legacy that looks sort of similar to him. He looks more like like Cole Sprouse, like he has dark hair that swoops over to one side. <laughs> he's got the bangs. Yeah, but he looks like he's from the early 1900s, when the, he says specifically when the Titanic sunk. That's his time. Okay. But when I saw his face, I was like, why do I know you? (laughs) This is uncomfortable. So I started having flashbacks, which is really weird. And I started like having dreams about this life where I was in a relationship with this uh, dude, my spirit guide. So it was really fucking weird. But the thing that I was dreaming about at this time was I was in this meadow with this man and we were like in love but we were like very poor we were abused by our families and we lived like on the edge of society but we had everything because we had each other and it was really cute that is cute I'm gonna throw up (laughs) that's cringe uh uh wow (laughs) We have to collab with him. I would die. 
I don't think he'll ever know that we exist. We were in very different niches. I'm just going to keep putting it out there like I do with Jack Black. <laughs> Jack Black, are you listening? And if you don't know who we're talking about, we're talking about Uncle Ben from, uh, what is it? The Urban Rescue yeah. Center thing. Yeah. 100%. The, the Urban Rescue Ranch. I want to talk to all of his creatures and make jokes with him. Anyways. So in this life, I we figured out that my name is Becca. And this is news to me. Oh, yeah. I don't think you've heard all of the details. No, we've been so busy. <laughs> we just exist running a business so together. <laughs> but we haven't had girl talk in a while. <laughs> yeah, I figured out that her name was Becca because I was watching the show and I was like, okay, you have to tell me what like your lover's name is, Sebastian. You need to tell me what my name was. And I was watching this show and this person just says, ah, oh, Becca. And this he's having a flashback of Sebastian's life on the TV that I'm watching, or at least that's what Sebastian is telling me, that it's similar to this guy. So he says Becca, and I'm like, oh, shit, my name was Becca. <laughs> or was it short for Rebecca? No, I think it was just Becca. Hmm. Yeah, I don't that's think cute. my name was Rebecca, like Becky. No, I think it was actually just Becca. Becky with the big ass? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so my name was Becca, and I had a younger sister, and if you guys don't know Claire Voyagers, we, for whatever reason, have past lives with them a lot, and it's really super weird. But Sebastian, I figured out, is actually Riker, and my little sister is Brandy. <laughs> Interesting. Which also trigger warning, sorry. So me and my sister lived with my mother because I think my father, like, left I don't think he, like, died. I literally think he just, like, left because he didn't like my mom or something. He went to go get Pop-Tarts and never came back. <laughs> he went to go get some milk and never came back. <laughs> but my mother was not a cool lady. She abused me and my sister. And the specific memory that I have is that she would burn me with cigarettes. And I didn't want her to do that to my younger sister. So I would uh, put her into bed early when I knew our mom was going to come home. And I would tell her to cover her head and not come out until morning time because that was usually the days in which she abused me the most. Um, did your mom, were you guys like middle class? I potentially, I don't think we were like poor, poor. Yeah. Cause I see the house being bigger. Like you had windows yeah. and it was like a nicer house. Yeah. But when I tell you that we were in poverty, that was when I left. Yeah, because I feel like the reason your mom turned into someone that wasn't so nice was because if your father left, that would mean that technically she's still married to him, but she has none of his assets. And if you guys didn't have a little brother, that would mean that no one would own her. So his family or her family would have to own her and any assets. And that would mean once the money ran out that she had or knew of, you guys didn't have anything. So that would be really stressful to your mom. She'd probably be like, I hate you guys because none of you are a boy. Because that's how it was back then. Women couldn't own property or money. So if you didn't have a son, if your husband left or died, you mm -hmm. were basically screwed if no one came to get you. Interesting. So that probably caused a lot of anguish for her and you guys. Yeah, that's probably why I also was like working at a very young age. Because I feel like I worked at a flower shop in like a little town. And uh, when I worked at this flower shop, there was this like 
convenience store place that I would go and I would get lunch there and then I would go to the, like the park that was in the neighborhood and I would eat my lunch on the bench. And that's where I met Sebastian because he worked at the convenience store. Was the owner of the flower shop short of chubby um, and bald with like just a little bit of white hair around the side of his head? Was he nice? I don't know. I've never thought about it. Oh. I was like, oh my God, I was in a flower shop. <laughs> well, I'm just trying to wonder like why you would have a flower shop job because usually yeah. women just like didn't have a job or you'd work for the factory. Yeah, that's what I'm saying because I thought that was weird too. Yeah, it is. It's very uncharacteristic, even if you were more like middle class ish. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like but the guy who no owned the flower men shop. Men in your family, right? Yeah, the guy who owned the flower shop isn't related to your family. I think he just knew about your family and felt bad because he was a nice yeah. person. Because I thought it was weird that I had a job too, but I literally f- remember where the flower shop is in the city, like in the little town that we're in. So that's why I'm like, I worked here. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Did it have a brick road out front? Yeah. That's cute. I'm glad I'm seeing the same thing. Yeah. I feel like the guy, like his wife didn't want you guys to work there because she didn't like your mother. But the guy was like, I know the kids and I feel bad. So that's yeah. why he let you work there. Yeah. So. Yeah. Because I felt like I had to support little sister. <laughs> he looks like a more tall version of bell's dad from beauty and the beast oh yeah makes sense (laughs) (laughs) but without the mustache if he has a mustache in the cartoon yeah so i then met sebastian at this convenience store and it was interesting because the second that he saw me he it's almost like he knew who i was did he have a car sebastian yeah i don't think it was his car if he had a car okay because this is like the era of like the model t for the fords so um, he would talk to me about having wanting a motorcycle. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's when I met Sebastian and that's when he noticed me and he he figured out where I ate lunch every day because I would do the same thing every day and I would go to the convenience store and then go to the bench in the park. So the one day he was like waiting for me at the bench and I was like annoyed by him because I was like you're trying to make a move on me I'm not interested I got shit to do I'm eating (laughs) so I kind of pushed him off me for a while but he knew that I was different than other girls because we were like very similar so he kept showing up and he would bring me flowers that he would pick out in the fields and he would bring me flowers and eventually I fell for him. <laughs> Are we going to make like a, a, a low budget version of this? <laughs> yeah, I know way too much about this past life because I would literally dream about it. I would close my eyes and just have dreams about this past life. Interesting. I just want an excuse to wear a fake mustache in a video that we post on YouTube. <laughs> well, who do you think you are in this past life i don't know theories well maybe i didn't exist physically in the past life you think you did i'll continue the story as an oppressor (laughs) no oh (laughs) i don't know so i uh, once i figured out sebastian was a a cool guy (laughs) did he smoke cigarettes yes (laughs) because that's why he was at the convenience store he says everybody it is he worked at the convenience store uh i just see him talking to you or trying to make a move and there's a car outside like there was Mm -hmm. gas there at the convenience store yeah and uh like they had like one or two gas pumps 
and there's a car parked outside like a big fancy model t and he has cigarettes so yeah because sorry my spirit guide sebastian says everybody had had cigarettes then (laughs) well yeah but people nowadays don't see it in the same way as as we do i feel like because they're not as normal so i don't know what that means Well, everybody, Normal. no, no, no one smokes anymore. Whereas, oh, well, yeah, before smoking cured cancer. So, yeah, <laughs> but everybody had a had a pack of smokes usually. Yeah, he smelled like uh, he smelled like cigarettes and like sweet stuff. I don't know how to explain it because smells are hard for me, but I know what Sebastian smells like. Well, tobacco can smell sweet if it's not yeah. burnt. Yeah, that's cool. what it smells like. Yeah, so. I would go there every day. Sometimes I had my little sister because Brandy tells me that she remembers being on the other side of the street of the convenience store while I like schmoozed my boyfriend. (laughs) We would go to this meadow. And like I said, we, I remember running in this meadow because we liked being like away from the city and away from all the stresses of that we liked to be in nature so we would do walks in like the woods and like we had this specific metal place that we would go to a lot getting twilight vibes yeah i know (laughs) the metal uh likes to screw me a lot i've been being trolled by meadows lately (laughs) that's fun so eventually things started getting worse for us because sebastian also had a hard life Sebastian, he lived with his dad and he had an older brother and his mom died when he was like around, I think it was four to six, that sort, that certain age. And they tell me that he, he was kind of like Zuko. So the favorite child was the older brother and his mom really enjoyed Sebastian. So when she died, it got worse for Sebastian and his father would abuse him and his father would tell the older brother to toughen up and to beat some sense into him because Sebastian was more of a feminine man. So his father didn't like it. So he would beat on him a lot. Did he want him to get a different job? Um, he says that he wanted a lot of things. Yeah, Because I feel like he might have worked at the convenience store, but it's he did that because he needed a job, but I feel like his dad wanted him to work wherever he worked, like at a factory or a coal yeah. mine, something like that. Yeah, I see that. And it was more because he didn't think that his son understood like the hardships he had to face. So he kind of wanted to put him in the same shitty boat that he was in to like make him feel something, which is weird. That's what I he explains to me. Yeah, he wanted Sebastian to toughen up. Which is dumb. Yeah. I mean, as long as he has a job and he's making money, he just really was like, you know, like there's people in life that just really don't like the fact that you are doing something and you're more happy about it. And they're like, you don't understand the poop that I live in. Yeah. He's like, come here and would just want to like rub his face in his poopy existence. And like, that's not how people should act. He's a cool, good, cool dude. But, um, (laughs) so it was good for a while and he we hung out every single day and he used to in frolic yeah we frolic <laughs> through the meadow every day every day <laughs> but we had a spot and it was this bench and we would sit at the bench every day when i ate lunch and there was this one day that i brought i used to buy books for my little sister because she was 
obviously having a hard time with my mother because she was, she sucked. (laughs) So I would bring things home for her. And one of my favorite things was to bring her books because she would have, she would have nightmares. So I would read her stories to try to prevent her from having nightmares. So Sebastian saw that I had a book and he was like, why do you have this book? And we started reading it together. And I explained to him that my younger sister was having nightmares. So I was trying to make it so that she wasn't having nightmares. So the next day he shows up with a book. (laughs) Of your love. (laughs) So he used to bring me, he used to buy me like little children's books and little fairy tale books. And we would read them together and we would fantasize about how our life could be like that. Because at the moment, our lives sucked because we were in hard places with our parents. So, like I said, eventually it got worse for us. And specifically for Sebastian, because his father was telling his older brother to, like, toughen up his little brother. um, He got a whole bunch of his friends and he beat the absolute shit out of Sebastian. Because, like I said, he showed up at that bench every single day. Except one day he didn't show up. And the reason why is because he got the living hell beat out of him. And then he was upset after that because he he was having a hard time with the ideas of masculinity and femininity. So he was like, the things that I'm doing aren't making sense. I just literally almost died. He was just like angry about it. So I told him that I would wait for him to figure it out. So... That's his side of the story. You got things to say about that before I get to mine. (laughs) Oh. Because I could see your face. You're like, oh. I'm just ignoring things. He doesn't want me to say stuff, so it's fine. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. But I do want to preface this that when M says that she got a new spirit guide or that the Sebastian spirit guide is someone who presented her that was like I'm one of your spirit guides that you just didn't know about I have learned we have learned that people didn't know and we also didn't know this at first that you can get new spirit guides but when it comes to getting new spirit guides the way I like to explain it is is that they're not actually new they've been there the whole time it's just the fact that you have entered a phase in your life in which this spirit guide can step forward to make themselves more present in your life because you've gotten to that point in your life. So the way I like to explain spirit guides to give you a little more perspective to make it so that you can understand why M could say, I got a new spirit guide (laughs) or one that I didn't realize that I had before is if you look at your life like a book trilogy on a shelf in a book trilogy 
whether it be Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, Immortal Instruments, whatever you like, Captain Underpants, you have one main character, right? And then you have the supporting characters of the main character. And as each book goes on and on through the series, those supporting characters might go off on their own little things or become less important and new supporting characters will follow the main character throughout the whole trilogy. But once you get to the end of the book series and put the last book on the shelf, when you look back at that book series, technically all of those spirit guides or their supporting characters have always been there. They just became more important at different parts of each book or different parts of our lives. So this is where you can say, I got a new spirit guide type thing, for lack of a better word. So what is he telling you? <laughs> you just can't not know. <laughs> I what? shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> I feel like his older brother started to find out that he was hanging out with you. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, so that's, he threatened about you, which yeah. is why he didn't come to see you. Mm. It's one of the reasons. Well, you knew that. Because I feel like Sebastian was more of a lower class guy um, yeah. compared to you, even mm -hmm. though your situations were very similar, like family-wise. But he didn't think that his brother or his dad would necessarily see you hanging out with him on the bench. Mm -hmm. But people that were friends with his brother told him about it. So yeah. one night they got super, super drunk at a bar and grabbed him. Yeah. And we're like, hey, we heard that you got a boo thing. And he's like, what are you talking about? And then it escalated from there. Yeah. So. Sorry, I'm getting more information. But <laughs> so that's his side of the story of what happened that made it get worse. But for me, um, they're telling me more information about this part. But this part sucked for me. So there was this one day that. Okay. So for me. As Becca, when I would go home, I would have to make sure that my sister was okay. So there was one day that I lost track of time and we were like at the meadow and the meadow is like very far away from our house. And I realized that the sun was going down. So I had to like go home so that I can make sure that my little sister is okay and put her to sleep. So I frantically am running with Sebastian to go back to my house and I was late and because I was late something bad had happened and this part was actually like dissociated for me so I had Brandy and Riker tell me about it but apparently my little sister was killed by potentially my mother and she like drowned her in the tub. And the way that she got away with it is because she made it look like it was an accident or like suicide. So when your little sister was like six. Yeah. I feel like people just didn't care. <laughs> yeah. So after that is it's hard for me to remember those pieces because it's dissociated. But the thing that I remember is going to Sebastian and he held me as I was literally having panic attack. Did your mom have a life insurance policy on your sister? <laughs> Yeah, probably. Sorry. <laughs> well, why why her? Because she was easy? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, your mom's weird. I think she went insane. Well, obviously. I feel like she had a brain tumor, honestly. Oh, that okay. That was affecting her ability to do things. Yeah. Um, so not only was it her bad judgment and like 
poor taste of character given the things that have happened in her life. But I also feel like after you left her, she died a few years later from like a brain tumor, but that only exasperated her tendencies of being a not good human being. Yeah. So she killed my sister. So I went to Sebastian and that's when we started talking about leaving. So when we left, and I should also preface this to uh, tell you the importance, I thought I was my little sister's protector. So the fact that I couldn't protect her was too much for me, which is why I was having a panic attack in his arms because I was late and I was never late. And the one time I was late, she had died. So we left and we lived in this like little teeny tiny house. I literally had dreams where I woke up like and it, like actually here physically in this life. I would have dreams waking up in this house. Like I literally woke up to Sebastian laying next to me and we were in a different house for a few seconds. Like it was a flash. And the house, it has like like brown walls and there's a little window next to our bed. But it was a teeny tiny house and I feel like it was on this like big plot of land, like on a little farm little area. And we had two children. The first child we had was a boy and we figured out his name is Harley because that's when motorcycles were a thing. And <laughs> Sebastian specifically told me that the reason why he named his first son Harley is because motorcycles were a thing that gave him freedom and he viewed his child in the same way. So his first child was named Harley and then his our second child was a girl and the second child was a lot for me because again it reminded me of my younger sister and her name was Abigail but it was so cute because I can see myself being pregnant and telling Sebastian about being pregnant with Harley first and I uh like waited two weeks before telling him and I can see the excitement in his face when I told him and he like held my teeny tiny stomach that's cute oh wait I forgot a piece where do you think you are in the story am I one of your weird ass children no <laughs> uh I don't know then so the day that my sister was killed by my mother we had to find somewhere to stay because I was not staying in the house so the person that ran or owned the convenience store that Sebastian worked at allowed her to stay or allowed us to stay in her house. That's cute. Was that me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was I a cute little old lady? Yeah. You were an old lady. You Fuck had a yeah. husband, but your husband like died, which is why you owned the shop. Oh, uh, and I probably had a son. Potentially. Maybe that's, maybe that's why you liked Sebastian. Was he still alive? My son? Yeah. I think so. Okay. Because otherwise I, I probably wouldn't have been able to own the shop. Because I feel like, I feel like she uh, liked Sebastian and that's why we were able to stay there because he reminded her of her son. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I've always had feelings too. And I know this isn't during... Because this past life that you're talking about would have happened anywhere from the early 1900s, like late 1800s, like 1890s to like maybe the 1940s, probably. Because Harley Davidson's came out in 1903. 
and the Titanic sank in 1912. Yeah. So that makes sense. <laughs> like mm-hmm. your timeline of everything. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Someone told me about that the other day. Cause I was like, oh my God, my son's name was Harley. And then Jay, do you know who Jay is on our Patreon? No. He was our past life child. <laughs> I don't know how this happens, but he was like, um, did you know this information about Harley Davison's? And I was like, no, but thank you for validating it. <laughs> That's funny. But, yeah. um, I've always felt like I've had a place in history as past lives that have helped people with like the underground railroad. And I've always wanted to have like a bed and breakfast <laughs> mm-hmm. or like run some sort of like in my whole life because I feel like I've done it before and doing things like that just makes me happy it's very easy for yep. me so when I've worked in like customer service or hospitality I always find myself enjoying things so that's mm-hmm. cute I'm glad I can be a little old lady for you <laughs> you can save our lives <laughs> or at least make it better but before you told me that you guys had a little farmhouse I was like you moved to the prairie <laughs> yeah I was gonna say that too we lived on a little prairie it was so cute there literally was a swing. <laughs> little house on the prairie yeah very teeny tiny we slept in the same bed because there we had one room <laughs> yeah that's adorable yeah super it's very cute. cute so do you have a past life or you want me to go to the next one you've just been listening or li- like re- you've really been having past life existential crisis oh yeah uh, that's just the first one that one's the longest because literally every time i see fucking sebastian's face i'm like stop telling me about your life i've never gotten a that detailed yeah. of a past life it's because for me at all Riker, when i told them about it they were like oh my god and this happened and i would see the same thing uh, so yeah. we just went back and forth and i was like this is the entire story that's funny but we would trigger each other to have flashbacks interesting yeah. Yeah, I've never had past life stuff like that before, but it has been hard being pregnant. So I've been trying to listen to music more. I feel like that's one of the things my spirit guides have been telling me to do. But I also can't listen to music that I've listened to before because I just cry. <laughs> Literally, I lose it because the hormones and also I just have the most obnoxious, romanticized, dumb brain about everything. So mm-hmm. it's hard for me to listen to music and not get emotional because then I'm like, I can't focus. But my spirit guides are also like, this makes you feel good. This is good for you. You need to listen to more music. Yeah. So the other day I was doing email readings and I was like, okay, ADHD brain can't focus on music that has words. So we're going to listen to some classical jams. Cool. <laughs> and I've always liked classical music. Like I might put on a pair of muck boots and wear like the most hellacious bike shorts and a gross t-shirt and like muck stalls and like play in the dirt with my dog. But I also really want to go to the like opera in the orchestra on a regular basis, which is not something that I can do ever, Mm -hmm. but that's just like the other side of me. So it's nice to have been listening to classical music, but I've always felt that way my whole life. Yeah. So I put on classical music and I like classical music, but I don't like Lance's. A lance is a type of instrument that's like a piano mixed with a harp and it just annoys me so much. And that's like classical music that happens during like the early 1800s, like late 1700s, early 1800s. But I finally noticed that the only classical music that I really like and I've always felt like I've just known these songs (laughs) for literally no reason is the late 1800s. So like 18... 
60, 70 to 1880s, the late 1880s is the era of classical music that I really like. And I feel like I've just had a past life from that era as like, I want to say a woman. Yes. But I feel like you had a past life as a man during this time. Interesting. Yeah, I see the woman that you're seeing. She have brown hair. No, I don't see her though. You don't see her? I can only talk to the man that looks like, that I assume is you. That is hilarious. You're in um, like one, one of those, those big old fucking ball gowns, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and know. Like one of those like corsets, corsets that like puts your boobs up high. Yeah. And you have this like, you have your hair up and it's all curly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I it's feel brown, like I'm just like the brown. most sad sack too. I'm one of those women that lay on a chase lounge chair and is like, I just, the butter on my- rich? Yeah. You had like one of those like, like holders for your cigarette things. Corrala I don't know what the- things? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And you're just, oh, yeah, that I'm sort of energy. Extremely like introverted and just tired, like the whole time. But I don't know that about myself because I don't talk to my past life. I feel like you're I talk to your past life. Fascinated by life. Yeah. Which is why you're more fascinated by mine. Well, I think that's one of the reasons I liked music, though, is because of me. I don't know what a relationship was. I see a man who also is high society. He has one of those tie, like tall top hats that's made out of like satin or crushed velvet. Mm-hmm. And he has black hair, a black mustache, and he wear he has the male version of one of those big smoking pipes. And you literally wear coattails. Mm-hmm. And he's the one that's like, you had a past life during this. And I'm like, well, am I fucking you, my dude? And he's like, no, I'm Emily. I'm like, well, screw me sideways. <laughs> I'm Emily. <laughs> Just imagine a big burly dude saying, I'm Emily. <laughs> um, was I like in the mafia or something? I don't know, but you definitely have more of like my obnoxious personality yeah, in this because life. Because I literally I have more of your personality in that life. He's telling me that you found interest in me because my life was exciting. Yeah. Because I had people that worked for me that nobody knew about. Probably makes sense. <laughs> But I just feel like I was underwhelmed by absolutely everything and just like depressed every day and nothing ever was. I was just one of those <laughs> asshole I, girls. I wooed you. I guess so. That is so like weird. But I also feel like I liked you, but you never actually did anything with me because you were too cool. So I just was sad for the rest of my life. <laughs> did they like beat the masculinity in me? I don't understand. <laughs> no, I think you were just one of those like Al Capone kind of people. Yeah, my soul is very feminine, though. I know, which is why it's funny. I know. That's why I'm like, And that's why I'm talking to him, but I can't talk to my own past life. (laughs) Isn't that some crazy fucking shit? Yeah, because you're really feminine. It's stupid. But you're feminine in an annoyed way. Yeah, and it's stupid because if I knew her, like now, like if my- You would be annoyed by her. I would be annoyed by her. I'd be like, who the fuck do you think you are? (laughs) You need to get your shit together. What is your problem? Quit being a bitch. (laughs) It's funny because it was me. You know when you hate yourself? <laughs> You're welcome. But I could see your past life, but you apparently can't. Yeah, I feel like I might have played piano, which is also one of the reasons I really like piano. I've always wanted to learn how to play cello, but I don't think I played cello in this past life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I just also feel like my parents were exceedingly boring. Like when I was yeah. little, I feel like, okay. That makes sense. I feel like when I was little, I was more like who I am now. But they were like, you can't yeah. do that. Because that's what I'm so saying. so boring. Okay, Something I happened to me to change that in my brain. Because that's a mask. I can be masculine if I want to be, but it needs, it's a switch. 
Yeah, I feel like meeting you as this male past life is like the person that I wanted to be, but my parents wouldn't let me. Yeah. So I turned into this obstinate, and that's why I liked girl. you because I wanted to be you. That's funny. That's gross. <laughs> Cringe. <laughs> well, and it also makes me feel better because yeah. He Mm -hmm. or she's now showing me, like, as being a little girl, like, I'm more of the person than I was now. Mm -hmm. But they were like, you can't do that. You can't Yeah, you have to be prim and proper. And you can't, yeah. Yeah. That's why you were bored. Makes a lot of sense. (laughs) It's really funny. Are you ready for the next one? So that's why I like classical music. (laughs) So, would you like to hear about... Oh, they made me play the lance. That's why I hate it. Oh. That makes a lot of sense because it's like a smaller version of a piano. And I was like, screw this thing. It's horrible. I hate that instrument. <laughs> Literally makes my eyeballs Every time you say like a lance, cringe. I imagine the sword that you hold when you're on a horse. <laughs> when you're jousting? Yeah. A jousting lance. You know. <laughs> we should go to our town's nearest medieval fair this summer. We should. They have lancing. They have jousting there. It's great. <laughs> Like in will take me. <laughs> okay. I'll just they, they have a lot. I I feel like medieval fairs are just like the whole summer. <laughs> yeah. I'll be so. eight months pregnant. We'll go get a leg of mutton and watch jousting. <laughs> as long as we can get henna tattoos. Yeah, and we need to have some psychic read us <laughs> together. Never actually done that. We we should tell them that we're in a relationship so that they do a couple's reading on us too. Cause I think that would be funny. <laughs> it would be funny. <laughs> So, would you like to hear about the asylum past life or the pirate past life? I have more for possibly the asylum. I don't know. But I can tell you both, too. Whichever one you want. Okay. Let's do the asylum one because I think it's interesting that we just went to Madison Seminary and that was fucking puppeted to a T. (laughs) So, if you haven't watched our Madison Seminary video podcast whatever you should go watch it because I feel like both Liv and I had a past life where we were children in a mental institute god so. damn it why does it always have to be weird ass shit that's we have like a so lot traumatic of traumatic lives a lot I've been literally I'm not going to tell you all of the traumatic ones because I've had worse than this one <laughs> wow but literally I had Sebastian come forward and he's like, here's all of your past lives. And then I had a fucking Damon come forward and he's like, here's all of your traumatic past lives. And I'm like, can you leave, please? (laughs) Oh, wait, I want to say two things. Okay. First thing, some people might be weirded out by the fact that we're psychic mediums. That's fine. People (laughs) also might be weirded out by the fact that we have past lives and you're getting such in-depth information about them which is also fine i just want people to know that i also think that it's borderline crazy the things that we talk about crazier because the reason why i have all of these past lives now is because sebastian was like did you know that all of these weird daydreams that you had when you were younger were actually past life flashbacks makes a lot of sense i don't know if you've had the same thing because i thought that i just like devalued my trauma so i was like i shouldn't feel sad because of this I should feel sad because of these things. And I was just maladaptive daydreaming. However, my brain can't be that specific. So I was literally daydreaming about my traumatic past lives, which is why I don't think my my trauma now is that bad because I've had way worse past lives. 
He told me that, and now I'm seeing all of my past lives, and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I've had, I've experienced things from what I think is one of my most recent past lives, which was, I think I was a woman in like the 30s or 40s that was more well-to-do, and she was pregnant and driving a car and got into a car crash and died, which is one of the reasons I feel like I'm pregnant with Peapod right now and why it's a lot for me, because I'm like, everything's on fire, but it's fine. Yeah, um, but you haven't had a lot of babies because you're usually masculine. A dude, right? So it's like, I feel like there's so much pressure right now <laughs> to like do the things that I'm doing because I'm supposed to be doing them because yeah. I've had so many dude past lives yeah. and I've not actually like had kids. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot for me. That's something I'm dealing with right now. But when I went out, when I was a baby, my mom, when I was first born, could not put me in a car. I would yeah. scream and cry and throw up on myself until I was at least four or five months old. And yeah. I told her about my past life that I thought I had, like a premonition of with the lady in the car crash. And she was like, that's silly. And then <laughs> you were like, did you experience anything when you were little? And I was like, I don't think so. And then I told you. And then I told her. And she was like, okay, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, because I have car trauma as well. And uh, one of the weird flashbacks that I had when I was younger was I believe I was in a car with my family and uh, we got into a car crash and my family died and I was the only survivor. Huh. So. But anyways, the other <laughs> thing I wanted to talk about is we do realize this sounds outlandish, but that's why we have a podcast and that's why some of the some of you are listening is because it is outlandish and whether it is or isn't real doesn't well, matter. It's, it's also still fun. How would I make up all of this? <laughs> oh, it's extremely detailed. Yeah. Because I'm not like sitting there and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna have this color hair. I'm gonna wear these clothes. I'm gonna be from this period of time. I'm gonna have these children. I just see that. <laughs> yeah. No. And that's I know. And it's just it's really weird having flashbacks of your past lives. I just want people to understand though too that we're not just like always like like 100% like nose diving jump in and like this is it that's all it is we're, no we also psychoanalyze ourselves and are like this is weird but also we're gonna share it with you the other thing I wanted to say is since I've gotten older I've learned that like the traumatic things that people go through like the stuff that you're talking about might seem outlandish to people but that's because in this life they've never gone through anything like that and literally things that you've described in your past life are things that people experience all the time but nobody talks about it does that make sense like, i mean i guess i feel nowadays I'm to talk <laughs> about a lot of the traumatic things that you're talking about in your past life might seem unrelatable because people would not have experienced anything like that they're like it's interesting you're talking parents, about <laughs> parents don't beat their I children <laughs> i like but i've also lived a ton of traumatic past lives so well, I just want to, like, in this life, I feel like I've heard about bad things that happen to good people or just bad situations that happen to people, but you never think that it could be something that happens to you. Oh, yeah. I just want to put it into perspective, like, these things do happen, whether it's a past life or something that you're living right now. But a lot of people don't talk about it because in our, like, culture, talking about these things is, like, not cool. It's, like, taboo. Yeah. And I feel like if people were to talk about these things more often, it would destigmatize them and empower people to not be in situations like these and also stop having this generational trauma and continuing the cycle of this, like, weird abuse stuff that's been happening for literally beginning of time. Yeah. But Liv and I have had very traumatic past lives. <laughs> 
Yeah. I feel like more than usual. But anyways, so. that's my my soapbox tangent <laughs> that I wanted to go on. Before I talk about our lives in an asylum. Yeah. Yeah. Because this one's a little bit controversial, potentially. I don't know. So do you remember that one day while we were on one of our work lurks? I never ah. said that, but it sounds No, great. we did. We would call it lurks around the building. Yeah, but we've never walks. called it a work lurk. <laughs> I really like it. T-shirt ideas, TMTM. So, Do you want to be Mothman on the shirt or can uh, I be Mothman I'm not going to be Mothman. Okay. So on um, one of our work lurks, you were telling me about one of your readings and I had been triggered that day. <laughs> Um, so I have a lot of trauma with men in my past lives and I was being triggered. So it triggered one of my flashbacks and the flashback was I was in this white room and this past life is very dissociated. So the room is like fuzzy, like I can't see all of it because my brain doesn't remember a lot of it because it's dissociated, but the room is white. I'm trapped in here. I'm sitting on a bed and there's a door next to me and in the door there's like windows to the side. And to the window. I'm sorry, I'll stop. There's <laughs> one vision of that and then the second vision is me slamming my fists against the door. Do you remember me telling you that? No. I thought it was for someone else until I told you and then my spirit guides were like, this is for you. And I'm like, <laughs> cool. <laughs> You're the gifts that I never wanted. <laughs> No, the first time you told me that you thought we had an asylum past life is when we were literally in the restricted unit at the Madison Seminary. And I was like, this is not I didn't tell you where. When did, yeah, no, you did. When? I told you after. I swear to God. I was editing it and I told you. Swear to God, we were upstairs Mm -hmm. where like David and John and Alyssa were. And you were like, we've had a past life in an asylum. So I think it's weird that we're here today. And I was like. You're going to have to tell me more about that later because I don't want to talk about that with the weird ass demon twins staring at me from down the hallway. I don't, I don't know if I told you that there. And I thought I told you that Maybe when was I was in editing another timeline. <laughs> of course. But anyways, that's a different topic. <laughs> <laughs> it is a different topic. Continue. So because we went to the Madison Seminary, the reason why this, this past life flashback got triggered again is because there is an asylum on the top floor of the Madison Seminary. And while we were there, Liv had a connection with one of the male souls that were there. His mm-hmm. name was John, right? Yeah. And you can see in the video that she's very upset and she could relate to this soul. And she thought that I would relate to this soul as well. However, I related to the girl that was in what they call the disillusionment room. And the reason they, why they call that is because this girl um, will make you feel all of the emotions that she had during the period of time that she was living there. But it was interesting because when we were doing our investigation there, and I didn't realize this when we were there because I was stressed because we were making videos, but when I was watching it during the editing process, I you kept saying she wants to talk about us. She wants to talk about us. She didn't want to talk about our lives. She wanted us to realize that we had past lives similar to the people that were in that asylum. Mm, That makes sense. Yeah, I thought you would relate to John because John told me that he was autistic, similar to like Forrest Gump. Yeah. Um, But I think being there, he became nonverbal. 
Yeah. So he wasn't always like that because he told me he was more like Forrest Gump and that's his relationship with like his mother until he was put there. And I know you talk about autism a lot. So I was like, maybe you could like relate to him, but yeah. But it wasn't me that related to him. It was you. And it was cute because he was adorable. Because you had a past life that was similar to him. And mm. I had a past life that was similar to her. Got it. So when I was editing that video, that flashback of me being in this white room that I barely remember came back to me. And that's when I started figuring things out about this past life. Because my past life was very similar to the girl that was in the Madison Seminary. So they were helping me to remember things because that past life is so incredibly dissociated. So I believe that I was 11 during my flashback, but I was put in there when I was very, 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 very young. And the reason is because I believe I was having hallucinations because I am like sitting in this room and sometimes I'm presently in the room and I can see the room. And there's other times where I can see the hallucination and I think I'm in a field. However, I know that I'm still in the patient room. Being trolled by Meadows. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that's the reason why I was put into the mental institute is because I was very much one of those kids that had a lot of mental, like very loud mental disorders so it was very obvious from a very young age that I was experiencing like hallucinations and things like that. So they put me in this mental institute when I was very, very young. And it was not a good time for me because this mental institute was one of those that like did experiments on people. So because of the level of like things that were happening to me. I was one of those people that had a lot of experiments done to me. And because I was so young, I feel like I had a dissociative identity disorder, DID, because they, my spirit guides tell me that I had different altars that dealt with the doctors. And that's why it's so dissociated because there were times where I was like presently there and I feel like I remember the I remember the memory specifically from the altar that dealt with the doctors. So that's when I remember the being presently in the room and like being wheeled in the bed down to like the operation room. I can remember those things, but the it's interesting because some of the like hallucinations, because I still had the hallucinations that is like separated from the DID stuff. Certain altars would have certain hallucinations associated to them. So it was very hard for me to pick up different pieces from this lifetime because of the level of dissociation that I was experiencing and the reason why it was happening, because if you know anything about DID, DID is essentially a coping, coping mechanism for the brain. So when you are younger, you aren't necessarily integrated to your personality. So you integrate with your personality at the age of around like eight or nine. So people that develop DID usually will have to experience repetitive childhood trauma before the ages of eight or nine. So because I was put into this really horrible place, 
That is when I developed DID because I was unable to deal with the amount of trauma that was going on in my life. So the way that my brain dealt with it is by creating altars that had these sort of amnesia walls in between them so that I was able to function as a human being because the trauma was so severe for me. So I was one of those people that they did all of the experiments on. So I feel like they cut into my head. I feel like they did lobotomy sort of things. I feel like they did shock therapy on me. They did everything. They tried it all. And there were times where it was like my brain was moving a thousand miles a minute and I was just sitting there incapable of moving. And in this life, like I told you, for whatever reason, we incarnate with Brandy and Riker a lot. And I feel like Brandy was one of the nurses and she would sit outside the door and she would like hum to me to make me more comfortable because every time a doctor would come into my room, I would get really anxious and I would have panic attacks and I would usually like switch alters because it was usually a traumatic experience. But because Brandy understood me and cared more about the patients than a lot of the other doctors, she would sit there and hum until I was calm enough for her to come in and to help me with certain things. So I also feel like Riker was there. Riker was a like a boy that was there. And then I feel like you were there and you were a boy and you were similar to this John dude. And I feel like you had autism and were put in there because of those certain things. So do you remember those past lives or is that dissociated for you? I feel like I was much older than you. Yeah, I like was very, very, very young. 10 <laughs> to 12 years older than you. Yeah, and I don't think I had, I don't think I lived very long. I think you lived to be like in your 30s. I don't think so. I think they did too much to me because I don't have memories of being an adult. Yeah, they did a lot to you though, so you might just not remember them. Potentially. I feel like I died before I was an adult. I don't know. Did you have blonde hair that was long and straight? Um, It was like brown. Oh, I don't know then. Yeah. It's interesting. But also, you can't really listen to me because if I had alters, I would think that I would look different for each alter. Ah. So I have no idea. I assume the one alter that I remember is the one that I was presently like in the room. And I had long, straight hair and it was dark. So I don't know anything about this side of the neuroscience aspect of things. But like, if you had a lobotomy, that's why I was looking stuff up when you were talking. Yeah. Um lobotomies happened or came about in the 1930s not to say that they weren't being experimentally designed or understood before then i don't know there's a lot of information i don't know when this one happened either yeah that's what i've been trying to figure so, out there's no way for me to figure that out. it's really hard <laughs> Too gone well i was trying this to life. figure out when asylums like mental asylums first were established and there's not a very good thing in england it was like 1243 or something but in america it was like the late 1700s to the early 1900s and it seems like most of america and europe mental asylums were specifically established in the 1800s or late 1700s but that's not to say that there weren't other places around the world that had areas that were not 
or places that were not necessarily specifically designated as that, but still held the same function. But do you think that we were English speaking or do you think we spoke a different language during this life? I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, you're asking the wrong person. <laughs> well, no, that's why I was I was asking because I was like, maybe we weren't in America or an English speaking country during this past life because I feel like it might have been more of a Germanic language. Yeah, I don't know if I spoke, um, but I could probably... I think you might be correct. Because I only speak a little bit of German, but I understand, like, even if it isn't in Germany, we might have spoken a Germanic language such as, like, Dutch or Swedish or yeah, something that has that more, like, you know, feeling. Because when I get clairsentient information, it can also be stuff that's physical feeling, and I know what it feels like to speak a different language, and it makes yeah. me feel like it's one of those European, Eastern European languages. Yeah, I don't think I spoke, so I wasn't as cognizant of what was going on. Yeah, it's weird. Um, and then I also wanted to ask, because I had this random thought last night. <laughs> yeah. Like, literally the most stupid random thought while I was going to bed and Bradley was watching videos on YouTube about things. Do you think, because if we existed in an insane asylum around the 1800s, supposedly, because that's when asylums happened, whether it was in America or not, which we're pro- hypothesizing it was not, if I'm correct with my language thingy. But even if it was, I guess my question is, do you think that people can have past lives that are concurrent with someone living right now? What do you mean? So you know how spirit guides can be your oh, past you mean, relatives? Can you have two past lives living at the same time? Yes. Yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> Can you not know that? Well, no, because okay. a, a lot of people would say that can't happen. Like, you have to be dead in order for your next life to happen. But I don't think that's true because huh. time makes no fucking sense and the universe is a satirical well, asshole. <laughs> if you understand parallel universes, it's not that we've had a thousand separate past lives, but we might be in this life a mermaid as well because we have a parallel universe where everything's underwater. But I'm talking like same timeline, same person, That's what I'm saying. different person. The time doesn't matter. Okay, so last <laughs> night I had an intrusive thought while Bradley was listening and this is my new conspiracy theory that I want to start. Um, <laughs> yeah. Tiny Tim, mm-hmm. Tip Two Through the Meadow, you know, that God song? damn, Okay. Tiny Tim Meadows is oh <laughs> Tiny don't Tim don't know if you do that on purpose so <laughs> Tiny Tim is the past life of Weird Al Yankovic. Oh, you told me this before. No, I did not. Maybe on a different parallel. No! I literally thought about this last night cuz Bradley was listening to something about Tiny Tim how he passed in like the 60s or something and he was only 60ish when he passed like in his 60s and someone was like it's really scary that he sung this song tiptoe through the meadow and he didn't have like, I guess his heart was really weak or something, which is fine. You know, everyone has their thing. And his doctors were like, Hey, you probably shouldn't perform live anymore because your heart's not cool. And that might not be cool for you or other people. And he's like, screw you doctors. I'm going to do what I want. And he was performing that song live when he had a heart attack and died in like a whole bunch of in front of a whole bunch of people. Yeah. But I don't remember what tiny Tim looks like, but I was listening to that tip tongue tiptoe through the meadow thing that bradley was listening to and this person was trying to make his life sound spoopy and i'm just like he died it's normal whatever i mean hopefully i die from a massive heart attack when jack black and i are making our um 
theme song for our our business. But anyways, can't imagine a better way dying. But yeah, I feel like we had this conversation, but I can't remember a time in which we did. So I feel like it's this is the memory. Okay, good. So we're on the right track, which um, is not a normal thing for me. But if you look it up, Weird Al Yankovic and Tiny Tim had a life like their timelines crossed. However, I feel like Weird Al Yankovic is the reincarnation of Tiny Tim. And then if you look them up, they look the same. Their physical features are even similar. And that's just a conspiracy theory that I was thinking about. And I asked Bradley about it last night while I was trying to sleep. (laughs) And he's like, of all of the weird things that you've said, he's like, I honestly feel like that one for some reason could be true. And I was like, yes, conspiracy theories. You've told me this before. (laughs) But it might have been right now. Yeah. And I just remember because we astral projected to this time. That's how my deja vu works, too. Also, someone walked in the door while you were talking, so there was that. Is it Tiny Tim? It's not Tiny Tim. Damn I it. also don't know what he looks like, but it's some dude with dark hair. Tiny Tim has dark hair. Everything's <laughs> fine. show you. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to start that. Um, because I, And it's funny, too, because Tiny Tim also isn't... That's not his real name. His name isn't Tim. It's not even close to it. Weird Al Yankovic. Name is not even close to it. Well, yeah. Okay, so this is Tiny Tim. Mm, his hair, what does he look, look at? When did he die? In his 60s. He looks older. Yeah. And he has shorter hair. Hang on. Yeah, that is the dude that walked through the door. Ah! <laughs> and he has weird eyebrows. <laughs> and then this is Weird Al. Tell me they don't look alike. <laughs> And they both do the same weird sort of music thing, just different timelines or different eras. I'm freaked out that he walked through the door and I don't know what he looked like. He <laughs> lived when Elvis lived. Ask him. Oh, I, I can't. <laughs> is he wearing an ascot? I don't know what an ascot is. He's wearing an ascot in his other thing. Um, I don't know what that is. Okay. Um, Freddie <sighs> from Scooby-Doo. Yeah. The little orange thing on his neck, the handkerchief. Oh. Ascot. No. He's not wearing that. Anyway, <laughs> it just, that popped into my head last night. Now you want to talk about past lives. And, uh. Yeah. You should ask Hecate if she's going to show you past lives. We're not talking about me. We're talking about Tiny Tim right now. <laughs> also, I feel like you're going to have your Ascendant Master come forward. I hope it's Tiny Tim. It's not Tiny Tim. Is it Jack Black? It's going to be a fucking lady. Jack Black, are you listening? You think you need a man? No. <laughs> You're going to have a lady. <laughs> Anyways, that's my conspiracy theory for the day. You were talking about our asylum as a past life. I feel like that is a valid thing. I just cannot see it in the same detail as you for my own inhibitions. Yeah, because it's hard because it's probably dissociated for both of us. Mm-hmm. So... Do you have another past life you would like to talk about or do you want me to talk about pirates? (laughs) Dude, I've always wanted to be a pirate. Lay it on me. You weren't a pirate. What do you mean? It's funnier. God damn it. I just want to be a fucking pirate. So again, on one of our work lurks, (laughs) I asked you a specific question too. (laughs) So on one of our work lurks, I started telling Liv about this weird thing with my eyes in the sense of one of my eyes is really good in bright light and my other eye is really good in not bright light and dim light. And then I had this clear cognizant thought of 
did you know that pirates used to wear eye patches so that when they were on deck, they were able to see, and then when they went under deck where it was darker, they could move their eye patch over and see better in under deck. I do not remember you telling me this. I know, because I asked you if I had a past life as a pirate, and you told me, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because I'm being triggered about my past lives, I had a past life as a goddamn pirate. (laughs) But it's hilarious, because I went to San Diego, and they have those big pirate ships on the coastline, and it's really cool, because I went in there, and I was like, I feel like I've which I also went into a submarine and now I feel like I have a whole life where I was on a submarine. So that's cool. But I was a dude. Was it a yellow submarine? I don't know. I just know what it looks like from the inside. Sorry, it's a Beatles reference. I you realized. It. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> but you asked me a question, so I'm telling you. Um, but I was, fuck, it was a gray submarine. Yeah, most submarines were great. I just was goading you. I mean, I know, but I think I was in, like, the army or something. Mm-hmm. The Navy. Yeah. So, I was a pirate on a pirate ship. I fucking hate you. <laughs> and I think, again, Brandy and Ranker in our own first lives. I think Brandy was the captain, dude. Cause Seems I was, like a like, very Brandy thing to right? do. <laughs> I think he was, I think she was the captain and he had a whole bunch of ladies that he would like do things with. Ladies aren't supposed to be on ships though. It's bad luck. Well, what else are you going to do for fun? Swab the deck. I don't think there were a lot of ladies. I think there was, I think there might've been one or two because I know that the one is Riker. Riker is the lady that everybody wants to get with. Okay. <laughs> um. So I was, I was like one of the people that helped figure out where the boat needed to go and where it needed to be. I was very good with the sails and stuff because of the way I think. I think in a very computer logic sort of way. So they would come to me and I would be like, well, you have to do this, this, and this in order to get to this place in this time with this current that's certain that's happening at this time. However, Liv, <laughs> I was the pirate parrot, right? No. What do you mean, no? <laughs> Liv was a siren. Oh, okay. This is the siren, the siren past, past life. life. I still want to be a pirate instead. The re- Okay. If you don't know what a siren is, in this case, you were the siren that is half lady, half fish. And, oh, okay. <laughs> not the bird ones. And you... You were, so the idea surrounding sirens, the like lore around them is that they're supposed to sing and they're supposed to like hypnotize pirate ships to go to like be wreckage, like to go to dangerous places and sink their boats. So I could steal your booty. But we did a mermaid (laughs) podcast and we talked about sirens, but I did not understand sirens in the way that I understand sirens. And now- because the sirens, it's not necessarily that they're singing to hypnotize you to do things. The song is actually a frequency that you admit in order to put yourself into different dimension, timelines, whatever. Okay. <laughs> so with that idea, you have the ability to emit certain frequencies at a very loud, like, 
huge frequency in order to change the environment around you, which is also why people don't know that sirens exist because they are able to switch themselves in between timelines. Makes sense. That's how they see wise. Yeah. And that's why people think that they sing. It's because they emit a frequency to do that, to hide. Do you remember that little tiny cartoon with the bird and he was this little tiny bird and then all of a sudden his face would get really big and go, auga. Potentially. It's what I think about. (laughs) With what? I don't know. I think it was like a Because you want to be a bird? No, that's just what it makes me think about. This little tiny unsuspecting like Looney Tunes bird that walks around and then all of a sudden someone tries to touch it and its face like grows 10 times and it just sounds like a giant siren. Okay. Got it. And your so I was like, are you that. trying to tell me that you weren't the bird that they carried around? No. Great. <laughs> so, Great. <laughs> so what's interesting is I feel like we do that on ghost investigations because we have a very strong uh, ability to manipulate frequencies. So when we go into a place, you know how we were talking about how when you go into a haunted location, you just have to be on the right radio station to get the things that you want. Yeah, talking to souls. I don't think people have the ability to change the radio station, but we do. Yeah, they just emit their little frequencies, which yeah. dictates the interactions that they get while they're investigating. But for us, we're like, screw that. I want to talk to humans, so I change it. And I'm like, screw you, dark. That's like in the Conjuring house. Like, no, listen. So okay. in the Madison Seminary, yeah, when we were flip, when the time was flipping, the man wasn't doing that. We were flipping through the time ourselves really yeah doesn't that blow your mind yeah because we do it a lot just think about our investigations also remember in also the madison seminary a thing like okay so you're telling me that the mackie and amanda reaction we did that with the timelines that's so weird and do you remember in the madison seminary as well when we were talking to that woman michelle bad at names i don't remember her name the one in the upstairs the one that we talked to for a really long time in that room that she screamed and I heard it. Margaret? Yeah, Margaret. Thank okay. You. I thought Margaret was the Fairfield Infirmary for some reason. Yeah, I don't remember. They both look the same. <laughs> so okay. I don't know. One of those two. Remember when you said that um, there was a man coming and then she, Margaret, supposedly was like did some crazy magic trick and like hit us? Mm-hmm. You just changed the frequency so we wouldn't be on the same frequency as him. That's yeah, weird. Because you were a siren, but uh-huh. we do that a lot in our lives, which is why oh. we are capable of changing time because time is a frequency. Oh, yeah. Like perceiving different timelines. Yeah. Huh. That makes a lot of sense. Weird, right? Yeah, because the way I perceive them is kind of like how Margaret was telling us in Solar Spirit how people ride sort of like one wave and that's why if you pass and your loved ones are still here you still can't be with them for that point in time when you're in spirit so you miss them that's not something that you can like change and I always see timelines as like layers almost Mm -hmm. like oil and water and they change but that's how I perceive timelines yeah so we just literally change the radio station to get the things that we want. That's how we are able to reveal things from places that other people are not able to. Huh. We just flip through the different frequencies or the different radio stations of the place. Other people have the other people stay on one frequency because it's hard for them to switch it. 
people we can. And that's why I think the Bel Air house wasn't haunted for us. Because <laughs> we changed the frequency of the entire location. Because I just wanted to talk to the human souls. It really was just being like in a really cold, quiet house. And yeah. you could just barely hear the human souls that were there. We just changed the radio station. Huh. Right? That's, that's weird. weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I remember at the Conjuring house when we were upstairs and the first time the REM pod like lost its fucking shit. Yeah. Was because I was only focusing on the human souls because I know that there's dark things in there. And I was like, I'm not messing with that right now. I'm four months pregnant. Screw this shit. I'm going to talk to the dude that took care of the hogs and the midwife lady. (laughs) And it was like, do you hear me now? And I was like, God darn it. And in the conjuring house, every time that happened, both you and I just changed the frequency so it wouldn't continue to happen. Yeah, that's why that was the one, honestly... Because everyone else on our team has no idea what could have happened. Because the first time it happened, I was like, oh my God, we were about to like get physically hurt. Like something was going to physically happen to us. And I know that you were freaking out. And I want to like, say, oh my God, something almost like happened. Well, because it, <laughs> it, it took that thing a lot of energy just oh, to yeah. make that much noise. Because I literally did have it set on like one frequency of just talking to those human souls. Yeah. So I did. Yeah. I felt the influx of energy. It was mm-hmm. like a a like a like a volcano exploding. Yeah. Because but it was pissed that we were talking I've never to things seen that were dark. That scared though. Yeah. Because, because in that I, situation, I saw it. I was like, we were controlled, and then it wasn't. And I was like, something was about to like throw something at us. It's really funny though, because in that <laughs> situation, I was entirely calm. I well, yeah. was not scared at all. That's why I started maniacally laughing. <laughs> Yeah, I but I have synesthesia, so I was watching it happen. That's funny. So I was like, oh, well, <laughs> this is a bad situation. Someone's going to get hurt. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, I really was just not, I mean. So after that, I realized that once that happened, the because it looks like it's like pushing like a piece of paper together so everything gets crunchy. Mm-hmm. You just have to smooth it out. Yeah. So that's what I did the rest of the night so that it wouldn't. Well, I know throw I, us across the room sort of energy. I know that as the night got on or like went on in the conjuring house, it did get harder to keep timelines and not be influenced by things. And that really happened on like early on in our investigation. But I do. I remember being completely cool, calm and collected. And then I remember like feeling and knowing that you were freaking out. And that's why I, I like looked at you and I was like, we'll just go downstairs. It's fine. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I honestly wasn't freaked out and I find that interesting because I've never seen you get that scared about something before where I feel like I'm usually the one that's like, everything's on fire. We're going to get slapped. <laughs> well, I wasn't that scared. I just thought that someone was going to get hurt. Yeah, no, it was fine. But if we weren't there, it could have been different. Oh, for sure. A hundred percent. Because I just Cause remember the, like. Because the other people on our team don't realize that that, that could have happened. They were like, oh, the REM pad's going off. But I was like, oh, someone's going to get thrown. Oh, yeah. No, it definitely felt like a volcano of energy exploding. But I just felt like I was watching it and that everything was fine. Yeah, because I think you also thought that the chill that I was having was me being scared. But it's not. Oh, no. The energy, like that thing. Yeah. (laughs) It's like a certain flavor. It's like a certain flavor of demon that causes that chill to happen. Because Anthony was like, you were just scared. I was like was not scared there was just i kept having this chill go down my back it's like having an eye in the back of your head yeah i was trying to take all the energy from the room but i had it set to one thing so it really had to be obnoxious about it Uh (laughs) uh-huh but and that was funny too because i know we wanted russell to see the rem pod actually work (laughs) 
and it it like broke it for the night momentarily. Yeah, because they had a, it literally short circuit the battery. Yeah, because I changed the battery, it's fine now. That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. But anyways, Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion One Hundred and Fifty. Then. Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Did you like our in- story on uh, past, lives past lives and just random tangents about spiritual things? If you did, let us know by leaving us an Apple podcast review. That would be fabulous. We would appreciate it. We haven't really gotten any new ones in a while, so I don't have a dad joke for you. We just I'll had have fun a dad facts. Joke. Hold on. I just need a second. If you want us to cover only past lives, you have to send us your past life stories in. I mean, I can give you more. Let's get fucking real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't hear other people's past lives, though, too. Uh, so we do do listener stories. You do. <laughs> do. <laughs> I'm glad we were thinking about the same exact thing. We hang out uh, too much with each other. We're just, we feed off of each other's vocal stems. <laughs> but yeah, if you could leave this a happy Apple podcast review, that would be great. I know on Spotify, if you're listening to us on Spotify, you can now review things too. Em and I do readings. I am going to be offering email readings or so well i'm already oh. offering email readings but my maternity leave is probably going to be coming up soon because this baby's going to come at the end of august i think if not sooner hopefully later he's supposed to not be due till september but he has a lot of things to talk about <laughs> and i mean that in a non-metaphysical way he's just very kick literally the other morning i woke up and i thought this thing was about to burst out of me like the freaking alien movies yeah prometheus <laughs> I mean, he kicks me really hard, but he kicked me so hard. I was like, are you about to literally burst out of me like a demon? Because that's what it feels like. And it's only seven o'clock in the morning. You need to calm down. I got a dad joke for you. Ready? I'm ready. According to Greek mythology, Chiron was a half horse, half human doctor. This made him the center for disease control. Centaur. (laughs) Do you get it? Centaur. I I got it. That's not the button. Wait. Yeah, you're right. Nope. That's the that's the shoe. There you go. I'll put it in there somewhere, or not. I usually don't. I just let just it happen. Like, <laughs> Jesus! You just gotta turn the volume up and down on it. <laughs> oh God! All right. Well, thank you for listening to our one and a half hour tangent. Maybe it'll be like an hour after I edit it of past lives and things like that. If you want to be featured in a future episode, send us your past knife past life listener stories and we will go through them and hopefully select them and read them and put them on patreon do you guys know we have a patreon it's a fun time check it out in the show notes wow (laughs) you can't do it yet
<laughs> I'm waiting. <laughs> we are your meta sidekicks. Wow. <laughs> Still did it wrong. <laughs> well. <laughs> There's a weird alien thing sitting on your chair over there. Still? Yeah, it looks like a Furby. <laughs> That's the most demonic thing I've ever heard. A really big one.